Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Away in a manger, no crib for his bed, <laughs> but little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. Oh my God. Stars in the heaven, look down where he lay, and little Lord Jesus, no crying he made. Did I get it? Um, okay, that was great. Oh, hi, babe. I am so excited today because we have a repeat guest friend of the show. He's my friend. He's your friend. He's everybody's friend. He's an all around good guy. His name is Samaj. You might know him. Welcome him to the show. Oh my God, Diana, you are my girl. I love, love, love you. Love, love, love. And you know what? It's special because I just realized not only is this my third time on Believe in Bravo Besties, okay? Like I am also now back for a second time for your freaking birthday. It's your motherfucking birthday. Happy birthday, Diana. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yes, yeah, Samaj is right. Um, Des, well, tonight we're filming. It's the night before my birthday. And by the time you guys hear this, it will either be my birthday or the day after. I haven't really decided when I'm in the mood to post. But um, yeah, so it is the birthday episode. Samaj is very special because he's back for round two of the birthday. Um, and I'm just so happy to have him. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You know, I love this show. I listen every single week, every episode you put out. I write back to immediately telling you what I loved, what I agree with. Like literally last week's episode title, Lenny is what? The biggest loser on the beach? Absolutely. He's the worst. He is the biggest loser on the beach. And this is why, by the way, you're like everyone's friend because you just spread joy, right? Like you don't have to listen every week. <laughs> You do. And you like send me feedback. Again, you don't have to do that. And you do. And it's like so appreciated. And it makes me feel so loved and so special. And I know it's genuine because some people are fake and like I can smell it from mm -hmm. a mile away. But you're so genuine. And you do this not only for me, but you do this for so many people in the Bravo community. And like, we're all just so lucky to have you. You are too sweet. And hey, if it's a good show, it's a good show. And if I really like it and the host, that's even better. So, and I love that, you know, like you say in the show, you, you'll respond to the back. You really do. You respond to like every message, like, you know, and most of the time I agree with what you have to say. Most and, of the time. You know, I love that <laughs> most of the time we are on, we are right there on the same page. And, you know, even when I don't agree with your takes, it's still a good show because you are just that great of a host. Oh, well, you are amazing. Thank you so much. And I love it. Most of the time we agree. Um... <laughs> All right. That was hysterical. I do want to bring it back to um, Lenny Hochstein as the biggest loser at the beach. Sorry, yes. I like got tripped up thinking about Lenny Hochstein as the biggest loser at the beach. Because See, look at you. Like, your own material is so good. Like, you're even laughing at your own jokes, and I love that. Thank you. Because um, we, you and I, um, we had a discussion Two, whenever I asked you to come on, I don't know, two nights ago. So yeah, we were talking about like Miami and you're like, yes, Lenny is the biggest loser on the beach. Um, how do you call? And then you were like, 
talking to me about Lenny and like the whole divorce. And you're like, oh my God, wait, we should save this for the podcast because we were getting fired up. <laughs> no, like watching that man speak to Lisa the way he does, dismiss her the way he does, his whole body language towards her, just how quickly it happened or so mm-hmm. it seems, it was just chilling. Like it stops me in my tracks. Like every time I like, you know, rewatch episodes this season, those Lenny scenes still like, stop me cold like my bro like my blood goes cold it's like mm-hmm. how how can you so seemingly so quickly turn into this person who not only does the viewer not know but lisa apparently does not know like it's scary like it makes you think in real life like this could maybe happen to me so like the next episode we're like you know gertie and julia were like you know with their partner saying hey are we good is, is everything okay watching you know dr nicole talk to anthony like hey that was crazy it kind of puts things into perspective. Like we never really know what tomorrow is going to bring. So you really got to enjoy today, celebrate today. And like, you know, do everything you can do to keep the people around that you want to keep around. Amazing. Spoken like a true Samaj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scary, and you know man. what? No, I don't know. <laughs> you and I were, were talking because we're like, he definitely knew that hot mic moment. Like he knew that microphone was oh, on. Oh, for sure. He knew for what sure. he was doing. He was out to embarrass Lisa, which is terrible. Like, if, fine. You don't want to be together. I get it. Like, he doesn't want to be with her, divorce her. But don't embarrass her because she's sitting here on the TV show trying to make it work because she knows something's up because every girl has exactly. that, like, sixth sense, you know, when, when things aren't mm-hmm. right. And she literally on that episode was like, oh, take a picture, um, get close, like you love me because I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's literally talking shit about her on a hot mic to his friend. Like, that's disgusting. And who's Vito? I was like, what? I'm like, Lenny's friend. I'm like, what? Who who is Vito? Sounds like Uh, he crossed over from New Jersey. (laughs) Literally, like, I'm like, listen, I'm like, this is bad. This is not okay. Like, who Vito? I'm like, who is this man? Like, why are we in the kitchen just like that whole thing just seems so set up to me, almost as if like Lenny was like, "Yeah, you know what? Why not take this opportunity to do this?" Like hearing him say the words, you know, answering Vito's question, "Do you still see with Lisa?" And hearing him say, "No, no," because then I'd be cheating, cheating on the one I love. Like my heart stopped. Like even repeating it, my heart just stopped and my blood ran cold. Like how how do we get here? But mm-hmm. then you know, now hindsight twenty twenty, looking back now. I kind of can see where like Alexia and Marisol were coming from, where it's like, wait, Lisa has no, there's no way Lisa was this blindsided, had had this little of a clue. Like, you know, like, cause the way Lenny's acting, it seems like someone who's who's like, you know, had a buildup of years and years of like, you know, being unhappy. But again, maybe Lisa doesn't know. Who's to say? All I know is that this is fantastic TV. It's better than 90% of what's on Bravo. And I kind of like, don't want to not see it. Like I want to, <laughs> I, I know what see you more. mean. It's chain wreck TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm this is a great season. I think Miami is one of the very few franchises holding the housewives on their back because Beverly Hills mm-hmm. was a disappointment. We don't have New York. Uh-huh. Orange County's always meh ever since like <laughs> season eight. Potomac's great. Potomac's good. Yes. Atlanta's pretty decent. They bring it. Um yes. New Jersey, yeah, I think, right is is a strong contender. And then oh, Salt Lake City, we, like, wanted to be so good this season, and it completely dropped the ball. <sighs> we really crashed and burned with Salt Lake this season. Like, uh, we started off so strong and so good. Yes. Uh, be, from, from being away in a manger to being shot-rested, 
to <laughs> black eyes and lies and you know people losing each other and Louis for jazz tickets to literally like weeks and weeks of horrible friends of shuffling in trying to make moments and literally all of it landing so flat and yeah. nothing taking off i mean if, if if i if i had a time machine if i could just get that time back <laughs> they owe you time they do Oh my God. Well, I think that's a good pivot into sharing your story from an event you went to tonight. I'll let you take it away. <laughs> so this is true. So uh, from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, our friend, your friend, my friend, Heather Gay, she is currently on a four-stop, four-city book tour for her book, Bad Mormon. Um, she is also now allegedly in litigation with the Mormon Church for the title of the book. So at this event, wow. she was selling her book and uh, limited edition because, you know, they might be seized by the feds, limited edition, bad Mormon t-shirts, which I had to buy one because I'm like, wait, the law is involved. I'm all over that. But yeah, no. So my coworker who I had worked uh, Saturday with doing overtime at my job, they have been, uh, we, we, we've been taking a patient and, and this lady, she came in with a black eye and uh, she had been, you know, trying to get like urgent care help and my job is not in urgent care. So when she went away, I was like, oh my God, to my core, I'm like, I felt so bad. I'm like, that black eye. He's like, yeah, crazy. I'm like, like, I'm like, yeah, like Heather Gay. He's like, oh my God, crazy. I'm like, oh my God, you know Heather Gay? And he's like, yeah. He's like, do you know she's coming to DC? I'm like, yeah, but I really don't care. He's like, no, we have to go. So he convinced me to go. And so after I finished my errands today, I went to the gym, got a cute workout in, took myself to a sushi dinner. And then I went to go line up in line for this Heather Gay book signing where while in line outside, um, in the front of the line, we met her business partner, Andre, and Hever's team, her documentary team, her, her, her filming crew, and they were interviewing us, asking us, why are we bad Mormons? And, um, you know, just uh, doing stuff, which we later found out for a documentary. So uh, we all get inside. I get second row because, you know, I had to go to security and bag check. But then uh, the rows in front of me were like reserved. But like right before it started, the staff like started taking off the reserve stickers. I'm like, hey. Can I move up? They're like, sure, why not? Yes. So I got a front row, and then literally two seconds later, I'm like, all right, please welcome Heather Gay. And so she comes down my aisle, and I'm like clapping. She grabs my hand, like shakes my hand, which was like unexpected. And she gets up there on stage, and Heather gives us kind of like a rundown on the book. She actually gives us like very detailed um, accounts of her time in the Mormon church from like the marriage ceremony to like, you know, like uh, the rites and the consecration, she would say. Uh, she talks about her childhood, her upbringing. She tells us in full detail about how she got casted on the show and little tidbits about the show. She talks about um, her businesses, um, her marriage, her life, you know, right after she left the church, right before getting on the show. And she said she really, she's really pulling back the curtain on the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Talks about the list, being on the list, her castmates and very religious affiliations and all that jazz. And believe it or not, she does tell us, she's like, all right, so the first thing I want to say, I know you all want to know, how did I get the black eye? And she's like, here's what happened. She's like, I really did bump my head on the cabinet because the cabinet was loose and it was faulty. And that building was not the coach. She's like, but she's like, due to Airbnb disparagement laws, I cannot say on TV that I bumped my eye on the cabinet because it was not installed properly and it was faulty cabinet. And she's like, she's like, for some reason, she's like, there are like anti-disparagement laws. So that's why I could not say I bumped my head on the cabin, on the cabinet in the Airbnb. So that's what happened with the black guy. 
Allegedly. <laughs> According to Ever. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. And so then, you know, she answered questions from the audience. Um, she was and she was just very open and vulnerable and authentic. And I celebrate that. I really appreciate that about her. She's still not my favorite. I still I still don't like her to be honest. I still don't love her. But yeah. that was a nice event. That, that was fun. I was around other housewives fans and we took a picture after. And during our picture, I got to ask a really quick question. I said, Hey, who did you connect with the most in Thailand? And she said she connected the most with Candace. And that was my long story short of my night with Hover today. Oh, that's so interesting that she connected with Candace the most. Um, I want to circle back to when you said that the Mormon church, she's allegedly in litigation with them for the title of her book. Like, this is so fascinating yes. to me because number one, she's not saying they're bad Mormons. Like, bad Mormon to me implied is like she's bad at their religion. So if anything, I feel like that should be a compliment to them because I don't think they really want any housewives on in their religion. And number two, the Book of Mormon, I haven't seen it, but I, I know, doesn't that mock? Yes. So Similar, did they sue them? They did, and they settled by um, putting in the playbill and on their posters a link or like a QR code or like, you know, the, the number to the actual latter-day saints church and that's how they like you know got to keep using the title oh my god i didn't know that <laughs> yeah so that was uh interesting but yeah Hever said she uh is doing this tour this book tour this four stop thing and filming it because she wants to you know keep talking about the mormon church and exposing it and uh she wants to get this out there so she literally hired her own filming crew started her own production company for this tour and yeah, she just said she really appreciates everyone, you know, coming out. The event was sold out. It was a small auditorium, but it was sold out. It was actually in a synagogue. We, we were literally inside of a synagogue, which I no. felt kind of weird about. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. Like it, it was, it was, it was like a beautiful building. But like, I felt just kind of weird. Like you know, with Heather and her bad Mormon shtick being inside of us, like some something felt weird about that for me. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, it was cute. No, it was it was it was really cute. Everyone there was definitely there to support her. Someone drove five hours to come see her. Um, oh people were crying. So yeah, it was a uh, it, was, it was interesting. People were crying. Could never be me. Um, well, could never be me for Heather Gay at least. Like if I met no. Danny Elfman or Billie Eilish, I would be sobbing, but not <laughs> Heather Gay. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I'm glad you had fun and you got some exclusives in there for us. So thank you for that. Of the course, reason, mystery solved. <laughs> the reason, though, we brought you on the show is because you're a fellow East Coast broad like me. I hope you don't yes. mind me calling you that. Um, Not at all. <laughs> and we know that Jersey is your absolute favorite. You're an honorary Paisan. Um, the show season 13 i think it is that just premiered uh, last yes. night Oof. crazy um <sighs> so we have to share some thoughts about it so i yes. want to know <laughs> right off the bat what are your thoughts of the new housewives danielle and rachel diana let me start here first let me say this diana it's a blessing okay it is a blessing that for half of my life, I'm 27, I'll be 28 in a couple months. Yeah. That for half of my life, so 13 seasons, so half of my life, I have been able to celebrate 13 season premieres. I have had 13 years, give or take, with Teresa in my life. And what a blessing that is. You know, 
Some people don't even, unfortunately, don't make it to their 13th birthday. Some people, you know, they get divorced after five years. They don't have a 13-year marriage. Like, you know, me and Teresa, we are an institution now. Okay, 13 years together, it's a blessing. Thank you. I am. Uh, thank you so much. But uh, to answer your question, I love Danielle. She gave me the right energy I was looking for. She she gave me the kind of jersey that like you know we would see maybe in like season four, season five. Mm-hmm. She, she she and but like she's so like in in now like looks so modern. It was like the perfect blend of like the old television jersey we like and like the new. Like she yes, she, she's exactly like what, what 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 we needed right now. Yes. Um. Danielle, so her, she and I have a lot in common because she was raised on Staten Island and then moved to Jersey. I did the same yes, exact I thing. Yes, I thought of you. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm shipped out to California. Now, everyone is saying, love Danielle, love, love, love her. I love her as well. Yes. This is where I have beef because mm-hmm. Danielle and I are very similar. We're very bubbly. Like we say what's on her mind. And I feel yes. like because she's on a TV show, like these <laughs> bitches who I know have made fun of me for having mm-hmm. that personality are like embracing Danielle. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. Just because someone goes, it's like, it's kind of like how the Wednesday premiered and suddenly it's cool to be goth. And like, I was like, yeah. I was a friggin' scene kid in high school like no and y'all made fun of me for that then so now we're gonna have bubbly personalities being and like you you were just telling me how I was too much the other day like no just let you know that a you are right all along and b there's a space for you and that your time in the sun is coming thank you I agree and to be clear that's no shade to Danielle at all I love it I love that people are embracing her the shade is towards the hypocrites Yes. Um, no, I love Danielle in the premiere. I even like Rachel a little bit. She seems like okay for right now. I mean, obviously, I came in not liking her because she's very much on Melissa's side, team Melissa. Yeah. And anyone who, and anyone who's a friend of Melissa is an enemy of me at this point in the game. So I was like, ugh. But, you know, it's the first episode. I have to give everyone a fair shake. Mm-hmm. You know, Jen Fessel was there. Uh, I mean, we even got a freaking cameo from freaking... Tiki and Kiki Barber are like, <laughs> I oh thought I could never right. see those two again. <laughs> um, those two. About Rachel, like, I thought she was fine. Um, Here's the thing. She apparently was born in 91, so she's a year older than me. And number mm-hmm. one, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't want to knock anyone's looks, but she does look older than she is. She just yes. looks more mature. She, like, For sure. She has a more mature look. But then also I'm like, this girl is 31. She is like um, a bunch of, how many kids does she have? Or does she just have the stepson? I think she has two kids, I want to say. Okay. Unclear, unclear. She's young, which God bless her. Like, listen, I know a lot. That's kind of the way of life back East. You settle down young, you get Mm -hmm. married, you have kids, you move into a house up the block from your parents. Clearly, yep. that's not me. So I give her credit because, like, <laughs> as much as I want to be a housewife, that could never be me. Like, at least right now, right. I'm going to be 31 tomorrow. Um, and I am living my best life in a studio apartment in Los Angeles, not having to answer to anyone. Do I want to yes. find someone? Absolutely. I would love to to be in a relationship right now. Do I want to get married and have kids? Yes, but a little bit further down the line. Because I like, you know what? It's fun, like, living by your own rules. A hundred percent. And speaking of people who live by their own rules, I love that we open, you know, with uh, Teresa's 50th birthday party. Yes. If anyone lives by their own rules, it's Teresa Judice. So 
<laughs> I love that we start with that. And I like that, you know, we see uh, the integration right off the bat of her and Louis' family. We see Louis' sisters, the son is there, uh, the daughters are there. So, you know, it shows us that, you know, she's settling into life with Louis. And yes. I'm, I was previously on the fence because, you know, all the allegations, all the reports about him. But I'm really trying to be in a place right now in my life where if someone says they've changed, give them a chance to show you that mm-hmm. they've changed. If they still prove to be that same awful person that they that they were before I've been okay like you know been pursued with caution but like if they're trying and if they're actively you know like not doing things that you know were hurtful or upsetting to you before been like let them be that new person yeah see how that works out so I so for right now clean slate I'm gonna let Louis be this evolved person he says he is I agree with that I think um we're going to get the chance to see who he truly is this season. Yes. It seems like it's working with Teresa. Um, their personalities just complement one another. I always said that Teresa, I think she tries to be the alpha woman with the rest of the ladies because she was always taught to defer to a man. And yes. when she's around the rest of the girls, that's where she can really like enforce her you know everything that she really can do with her husband yeah. <laughs> she can yeah exactly so um again I really hope that things work out with Louie uh she had a couple of really great like lines in the show it was like one of them was yes. like I'm turning 50 but you know like I don't feel 50 just the way she was saying it and then later on which we'll get to in the men's photo shoot when Margaret was like Uh, the fluffer she's like what's that is that the long stick with the feather that goes in the back like it goes in your butt and I was like like, "Uh, I don't even know about that one and why is someone sticking a boom mic up your butt Teresa but you know Because that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's the boom mic with like the freaking like filter on over it. Okay. You know what I thought of? You know, like the cat toys with the. Oh, no. (laughs) That's what I I thought. I was like, oh, are they like tickling each other's butts with cat toys? That's (laughs) different. I mean, listen, on the podcast, you know, namaste bitches. She's all over Louis. She talks about, you know, how much they get it on and, you know, how how much she loves, loves, loves him. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm happy for her. Listen, as long as he's a good guy, I'm happy for her because Joe was complete trash. So, you know, Joe was actually on um, her podcast and he, you know, basically came on and like apologized to her in America. Like, you know, I wasn't the best. He he did blame a lot of it on the show, saying how the show caused him to drink more. Like, rather than the show encouraged him to drink more, and that made him act out, and he was stressed at the time, whatever. But he, like, came on and apologized, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, and she's like, guys, she's like, you know, I want to make it clear. She's like, you know, if he was cheating, I would have left. And she's like, and Joe's like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's like, you know, if I cheated on Teresa, she would have left me a long time ago. So I'm like, yeah. I find it funny like that, that like, that's the thing they want to harp on <laughs> all, yeah. all this time later. But, you know, um, it's nice. And I, and I also have to remember... Well, I might feel like, or an audience might feel like, he's not right for her. Maybe he may, like, maybe like he he's right for Teresa. Like, I might not like her with him, but she likes him with him. So, like, we have to like let that supersede. Like, you know, they they might actually be just right for each other right. outside of our own opinions as the public. That's true. You I gotta mean, let people make their own. Go to therapy. Yeah, 
Yeah. And um, anyone who gets her into therapy, I'm like, you know what? Give it a chance. <laughs> she's, she's in therapy. I'll take it. I know. I was pretty impressed by that, too. Um, so she's in therapy, but she's still having issues with Melissa and Joe. And I think for mm. years, and I think you'll agree with me on this. I think this will be one of the times we're on the same page. <laughs> um, I think that for years, the show has kind of painted Melissa and Joe as the angels. But yes. I think this season, they're kind of twisting it around, um, which I think is like, it's about damn time to quote Lizzo. Yes, 100%. Um, I was always a Teresa fan, was last year difficult to watch. Could I not support her totally? Yes. <laughs> but I still knew that Joe and Melissa weren't the perfectly perfect people that the show was making them out to be. So I want to know, because these these mm-hmm. three are fighting again, whose side are you on? And do you think they can ever come to a resolution? Well, as I sit here in my tree hugger sweatshirt that I got from the Slut Pig shop, um, Teresa is so excited about this season because she says this year she'll finally be vindicated and all that. You know, over the summer, you know, Carlos King came out on his podcast and said, you know, um, it's true, you know, Teresa did not know that Melissa was going on the show. And then, you know, Danielle came out and said, you know, Melissa would like, you know, try to get her to turn against Teresa. I mean, even Jacqueline Larita came out out of nowhere and said, yeah, you know, Melissa has kind of been, you know, dishonest this time and she's a good liar. So Teresa has been saying on the podcast, she finally feels vindicated because this summer she went back. I don't know if she did it with Louie or, or they both did it independent of each other, but both of them watched the show from the beginning. And Teresa said a couple things that stuck out to me. She said, she said, she said, she said, my daughters, you know, she's like, they helped me realize something. She's like, they helped me put the pieces together that Teresa, uh, Melissa and Joe only ever came around when they were cameras. They yeah. they only ever showed up during filming. And also that um that um you know she feels they've essentially been lying for ten years and she said she's now at a place where she's so happy and she's at peace where she said after the reunion she's done with them. She's like, you know, she's like, you know, we're, we're gonna go to ring in, I'm gonna she's like I'm gonna say my piece and that's it. She said, But I'm so excited that this season everyone's finally finally gonna see the truth so she feels like it's all gonna be revealed this year yeah and you know what she said i saw a snippet of it i haven't heard the whole podcast but she's like i've went to prison i've given birth i've gotten divorced i've moved in this show (laughs) and melissa's storyline is that i didn't answer a text from her and it's a very valid point a text message yeah yeah it's a very valid point. Like every, you know. everything Melissa's storyline has been, has been w- like surrounding Teresa in some way, shape or form. And when they were getting along, her storyline was either I'm going to have another baby or I have a long lost sister. I mean, talk about someone who lies about their life and lies about the storylines. We're all mad at Robin now, but Melissa's been getting away with this for the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm just over Melissa. I don't think she's as great as they're making out to be. Um, I also want to pivot over because, you know, we're talking about Joe. Mm-hmm. He's pretty full of himself and he was totally feeling yes. himself during the calendar shoot, which I was cringing. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> oh, my. That was something. Like, he was like 
puckering his lips and I, and they all think they're so hot. Right. So we have, um, all the husbands and like, I really maybe only think two are attractive. Like, um, Danielle's husband is pretty attractive, but then like, I, I find Frankie, I don't think he's like attractive. Like I think he's so high. I love his personality, but he wasn't even there. So. Oh no, I do. I totally have the hots for Frank Katanga singer and junior to be honest. And of course, you know, Evan looks good. Um, but yeah, so it's like, they're all like, oh my God, my husband's so hot. Freaking Rachel. I I'm sorry. Like I'm so happy happy with her husband. Like how gorgeous he is. He was a model. And I was like, there was a reason his career did not work out. Right. I'm like, um, model for who? Cars for kids? Like, what what, what are we doing here? Cars for kids. It wasn't for Ford. It wasn't for Wilhelmina. He was not posing next to Cynthia Bailey. It was like. He took it on a Nikon digital camera in his grandma's living room. Right. Like, it wasn't even, like, the Sears catalog. It wasn't even, like, the back alley of, of Kohl's. Like, it, it was, like, Kodak, like, the disposable. Like, I... Yeah. But you know what? If she's happy, I'm happy for her. Agreed. So, I want to know, did you find... Because everyone's like, oh, my God, this shoot is so hot. They're all, like, like Jen's hyping up her man and whatever. <laughs> did you think this this photo shoot was hot at all? Or were you like me, where you were drier <laughs> than the Sahara Desert? So, Bill looked good. We can tell that Bill is, like, you know, very conscious of himself being on camera now. Because yeah. uh, he was definitely a little bigger in earlier seasons. So, good for him for taking steps to, you know, uh, change his look to make get more suitable to how he wants it mm-hmm. um the only so i'll say the only men that like you know got me you know um interested i would say were evan which is weird because i've i've always been oh like, yeah i like evan staunch and saying <laughs> no that's weird because i've always been like staunch and saying like i don't like him he does nothing for me but like in this in, in, in this get up and the setup he looked good so i'll give it to evan and then i'll give it to um paulie okay Paulie's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. I I didn't love the leprechaun costume. Um, yeah, I get he's like, Irish. Yeah, it was kind of like cartoonish. Yeah, I didn't love that. Um, <laughs> but you know, cartoony. The, the calendar's on sale if you guys want to go buy it. It is. Yeah, I think Dolores, somebody posted it. Oh, great. Send me the link. I, I definitely need a calendar. Um, Yeah, let's let's do that. And it all goes um, to charity. <laughs> Listen, you know, I do love charity. Um, Did you, so question for you. Mm-hmm. So when Margaret and Teresa has a meeting at Teresa's house, mm-hmm. um, do you think it was a nervous tick when, when, when Teresa said, oh, you know, uh, you know, we got, um, we got uh, five dogs in here and then, you know, my daughters and then me and then Mark goes, oh, look at that, five bitches. Do you think that was a nervous tick? Because Margaret's like, oh, I was so nervous to be here. I wonder if she'll apologize. Like, so like, so like, do you think that was Margaret being funny or do you think that was like a little nervous tick she had? I think she was trying to be funny, but she forgot her audience. Um, <laughs> because Teresa's, she wouldn't get that on a normal day, um, right. let alone with someone who she's had beef with. Um, I think they both kind of like not for Teresa didn't necessarily forget her audience, but Teresa's just and forgive because I say this endearingly. She's not smart enough to like 
think that she really did anything truly wrong. Like she's not smart enough to take accountability. People think that she's doing things to be vindictive. And I just don't think she has the mental capacity to do that. Um, And I think Marge is just like trying to be funny and forgot who she was with. Maybe, but um, one thing that stuck out to me about that conversation was that we kind of kept like cutting her off and it looked like he was like kind of like controlling and like directing her words and her conversation which i know like we just said it's probably attributed to like you know like her like demeanor like deferring to the man but i hope that's just like you know we're that's just her like you know in the early stages of therapy her you know getting her legs which are going to be involved and i hope as the season goes on we'll see her you know be more calm and more relaxed because in the trailer we really don't see Teresa like flipping out too much unless it's with yeah. you know melissa she seems to be pretty much calm with everybody else which like i really appreciate i'm excited to see that journey play out and evolved. I'm also really excited uh, to see what the hell happened with Jen and Dolores. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, Jen and um, Dolores. So they were pretty friendly, like last season and the, the previous seasons, but we had like the line of a century. So they got into a fight and Jennifer <laughs> and she was in her handbag. And I was like, <laughs> This is great. You look like an this old handbag. Jersey insult because you will reach for anything. Like she probably was looking at a handbag and was like, that's it. Um, I hope Jennifer knows what she's doing because um, I need her to remember. You're sitting here with a broken foot and a broken leg. You just got your nose fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably have got one too many um, you probably you probably don't have that many insults before Dolores goes into Patterson Dolores. If there's not too much space between you, like security can only move but so fast. You have a broken leg. Like if I if I was Jen, I'd really pick those words carefully because like she might say the one wrong word and then bam, we're back to Patterson Dolores, and she might be missing a tooth. Yes, and I also think I like Jen. I think she brings the drama, but me too. Jen's so- a star. Yeah, I but I think she's still a little bit left over from Reunion Jen because we always know Reunion Jen is a little bit extra. And I feel like Probably she not, came yeah. in with that extra energy and it was like, all right, it's episode one. Like, like save your load. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for sure. And I think they started filming like right away too. So yeah, yeah they probably were like, you know, fresh coming in hot with that. Um, and one thing about Dolores, if she's got a problem with you, like that's it. Like, 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 if you piss her off, if, if if you truly, truly rub her the wrong way, she's done with you. And like, she she means it. She's not joking. She's not gonna, you know, like let you slide. Like, she means that shit. Totally. Um, it's gonna be an interesting match. I really don't think Jen stands a chance. No. <laughs> not um, love that she's kind of getting along with Melissa. Like, that's that's great. Yeah, that was her. new. That was you know, mend one bridge, burn another. Um, <laughs> I wonder how this is going to play with her dynamic with Teresa because Teresa and Dolores right. have been friends forever. And now Jen is like always forever up Teresa's ass. And that's what we love about her. Yeah. It looks yeah. like we've got the um, plans for a good season. It looks like, you know, like we're going to see, you know, again, Hopefully this time the truth, the real truth of the Gorga and Judas dynamic looks like, you know, uh, Margaret is going to um, hopefully, you know, re- rebuild a friendship with Teresa because I like them as friends. You know, season eight yeah. when it was everybody versus uh, Kim D at the fashion show, that, that, that was a great scene. Like their friendship yeah. was cute, so I want to see that. Uh, I, 
and like all right so like you know i was never the biggest fan of jackie but like we know she didn't get that demotion letter until like the end of the season so the fact that like they cut her down to that friend role so quickly in the first episode when she was still probably full-time i felt i felt kind of bad for her but i'm yeah. excited to see how she plays into it because i heard at points in the season you know jackie got things going and you know got things uh um interesting again i want to see this jen fessler character come into the mix like yes. I'm, I'm excited for the dynamic to see where we all end up in six weeks i couldn't agree more samaj thank you so much for coming on today Happy to spend another birthday with you. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you? Absolutely. So obviously first, guys, go give this podcast five stars if you haven't already. And if you did, just do it again. It's her birthday. It's the least you can do. And then you can find me on Twitter at SamajXCX and on Instagram at Samaj with an H or Samaj gets canceled. I will not spell these because Diana's a great host. She will put them in the show notes for you. Yes, of course. And thank you so much for joining. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I cannot wait to talk to you again next week because we got Vanderpump Rules that I need to watch. And I was I was at the premiere taping, so I'm excited to see if I spot Ooh, me. Yeah. I will be looking for you because I'm going to go watch it now. Everyone, stay in school. Read Heaven's Book or Don't. And be great. And go wish Diana a happy birthday. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.